Hello, welcome to A Table in the Corner. I'm your host, Russell Wasserfall, and on this show, I talk to the chefs, producers, and entrepreneurs who drive the food industry. I'm really grateful to be here in the Potluck Club with Executive Chef. Correct. Executive Chef, <laughs> Jason Cosmas. <laughs> Do you always correct people and say, yes, that is correct? No, never. <laughs> How long have you been Exec Chef here now? Um, probably about a year. A little bit over a year. It was when we opened uh, Test Kitchen Carbon in okay. Johannesburg. Then Luke officially gave me the title. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I oversee the Potluck Club brand, but you know, my attention is always wherever Luke needs it to be. Okay. If, if he needs assistance in the other shops, where it be admin or development or staffing, then I'm always ready to jump in and assist wherever he okay. requires. I mean. It, this is probably a weird question, but have you got a favorite? I mean, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite pl- place to be working? Definitely up here, Potluck uh, Club. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this, this is where, you know, where I came into the picture. So this is where, you know, I, I built a team up over the last four and a half years. We've had some, you know, very long-standing members stay with me, which has been amazing. So we've, you know, cultivated some amazing relationships and we've come up with some really kick-ass food. So... Uh, I mean, I remember. Okay, well, for full disclosure, we actually know each other. So yes. It's through your wife's parents, who are friends of ours, um, the Milners. And I remember we were chatting at a bri or something, and you were working on a fish tackle. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because Possibly. the fish tackle at Potluck was always my absolute favourite. I couldn't believe that thing existed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you were working on improving it. Yeah, I mean, improving it, I think we, we, we changed it more to a Mexican-style fish taco. I think previously it was a little bit more sort of Asian, Asian heavy. It was, yes. So we, we, we took it back to a little bit more of a you know, traditional sense in the flavor profiles. And we you know, came up with a cool little fermented chipotle paste with it and a little corn salsa. So we kind of just, just changed the profile of it slightly. But the, the originality of it still stands with the previous chef that ran the shop here. Okay, and, and I mean, are, are you always doing that? Are you always, like, do you go through the menu and look at a dish and go, whoa, well, wouldn't that be better if that, that? Yeah, look, I mean, we, we always, we, we tend to launch our dishes and then play with them as, as we see them. We, we develop them, you know, day to day until we, we refine it to a point where we're all happy with it. You okay. know? So, okay. you know, Luke might come and taste it on a day and say he doesn't think a component works and then change it to that. Or we might see something that doesn't work and then we change it. So it's just a, it's it's an ongoing development for all of us and but learning curve. How do you decide if it doesn't work? I mean, is it, it, I mean, are you leading with your own palate and thinking this is what I'd love to share with the world, or or are you listening to people who say, oh, that's a little bit too Asian? Can we have a Mexican taco? No, please? not necessarily. I think it's it's you know a lot has to do with my palate. Um, we always we always think about a dish first and then as it comes into fruition you know we put it together look i mean there's a lot of dishes that i failed on you know countless dishes that i put together and i failed on them you you taste it and you're like no some people you know some of maybe the more junior chefs taste it they're like it's amazing but you know it's not, not okay worthy of menu standard okay so you scrap it and it happens you know some days you hit a dish on the nail on the head and it happens on the day and you smack it and you're like fuck that's amazing let's yeah. let's do it yeah. go on the menu you know we run it but i think now what we're sorting sort of starting to do is that we develop a dish we get it on as a special run it for a week or two really refine it and then pop it onto the menu once we've worked out all the kinks on the recipes 
and is that across the group? That, so, so it's um, not just potluck. It, 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 you're going through everyone, or no? So that's mostly just potluck. Potluck, okay. Because obviously, so the I'm nature, in charge. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm in charge of the the menu development as is. Um, you know, obviously, I have my head chefs in place and my sous chefs, which which do a lot of work behind those dishes as well. I mean, okay. it's not just me. Um, you know, the other shops, Luke is still heavily involved in the cooking, which is amazing. You know, Salon, he develops okay. and cooks the menu. Fledglings, he, he develops the menu. Um, we're going to Joburg next week and we're doing menu development together there. So it's fun. You know, it's fun having a boss who, who loves cooking as much as he does because okay. he also is like, He's a mad genius. You know, he really is. Yeah. He's <laughs> what does incredible. he do? Like, just put on a jacket, get in there. No, no jacket. He'll come in in his tracksuit, like, and he just he's like, "Come, let's just try it." And he just grabs stuff, and we we just off you, you go. Know, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's amazing. one of those. He he's oh. very much like on the go. He comes in and he feels like he wants to cook something new. We just do it. You know, he throws in all the ingredients together, and then often often if not, you know, a dish will come out of it. That's absolutely amazing. Oh. So have a, have a go, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so you came to Potluck. It yes. was 20, it, 2019. So it was in lockdown? No, it was a year before. Year before? Yeah, February, okay. February of 2019 is when I joined. Okay, how did you weather lockdown? Damn. Yeah, it was hard. A lot of takeaways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of booze restrictions, yeah, yeah. which we stuck by because we had to, you know, just yeah, we couldn't afford to to risk that. Um, it was just day by day, really, month by month. We okay. yeah, just just made it through. Just I mean, do you do you think that the landscape of restaurant touring of of rest, the landscape of restaurants has it changed? Yes. Yeah, I think it that has. Was a very definite yes. I think it has. In what way? Yeah. I think you. there's a lot of I think there's a lot of new restaurants opening up, but they're a lot smaller, ah. smaller teams, uh, a lot more focus on smaller menus. Um, I think there's less risk in doing it that way around. Okay. But I also think the product that's coming out right now is amazing. There, there's some really cool, fresh new ideas popping up. Um, I, I know it's probably not a nice thing to say, but I feel like COVID cleaned up a lot of the the old bad that was around. Very interesting perspective. Um, oh. You know, places that were just kind of kept going just for the sake of going, but the product yes. was probably average. Yeah, or it needed a revamp. It needed a revamp, yeah. and I think I think what it's done now, we've got all these really cool little small shops with guys that are super creative, bringing out even singular products. You know, it can be one line of product, but they're coming out with it in such a way that it's fun, it's fresh, it's it's a quick stop. Um, so, I mean, at the moment, just thinking about that, like there's a little food truck in Metal Lane mm. um, off Kloof called Bigger D's, and he's doing this taco with a, a just exceptional, and that's what he does. He just does that yeah. thing, and people are lining up for it. it I, I, in fact, if you haven't come across him yet, go. I'll do it's, so. It's, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, I guess that, that kind of focus cooking, but... Potluck was already there, weren't you? Because you were already doing that focused, yeah. small, tight menu, little team, putting it together. Yeah? Yeah. So, so yeah you that? could say that. I mean, I don't know about small team. I think Potluck has the biggest team of the whole group. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, I mean, Potluck, Potluck's an absolute beast in season. I mean, we're doing like between 180 and 200 covers six days a week. 180 covers 
a day, six days a week. Yeah, even Damn, up, up to 200. Yeah, yeah because, okay. you know, we, do a, we do a single beast. lunch service and then dinner time we do two seatings, which is one of the few shops, I think, in the country that does that. Yeah. I've heard of a few, but it's, it's a handful. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I don't know if, it, if it's rolling out as many numbers as we're rolling out consistently because okay. this place absolutely hums for like six months. It's like chock-a-block. Okay. Yeah. And impossible to get a booking, as I well know. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was crazy this past season, I think post-COVID, it was the first time where I had friends calling me trying to get bookings and I was struggling. And like, you know, yeah. it's, it's not yeah, like yeah. you're talking to a waiter, you know, like you're going straight to the head chef. To the head chef like, and you can't. I'm like, listen, Oaks, I'll put you on a wait list. It's the best I can do, seriously. Like, it, it was honestly unbelievable how many bookings we had. What's the first meal you remember having in a restaurant? Oof, that's a tough one. Um, it probably goes back to when I was a kid on summer holiday with my grandmother on the Italian coastline where we used to go spend our summers. But it was uh, spaghetti vongole. Spaghetti vongole. Yeah. So sort of garlic, parsley, um, obviously vongole being clams. Clams, yeah. And then, you know, very traditional, a little bit of white wine, olive oil. There's a lot of sea and seafood in your yes. mix. Yes. And, and I see from your social media um, that you're fishing a lot at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so do you think that that meal, that spaghetti vongole, may have influenced how you cook or how you eat? Or, or is that just, oh, no, that's how it would um, grow? <laughs> look, I mean, I, I, I think I was very lucky to grow up with good food my whole life. Um, and I don't think necessarily influenced the way I cooked, but it definitely helped me grow a certain style of palate and a certain love for probably say seafood to some extent. Okay. What food or ingredient can't you get enough of at the moment? What are you using in the kitchen that you're just like, oh, I mean, more, more? Um, I don't know if it's one specific thing, to be honest. Uh, I'm very seafood focused. Okay. I love, I love working with different types of seafoods. Um, I think you can really get such beautiful flavor profiles out of them. And um, look, I mean, I, I think the nice thing here is that we don't get stuck on a single thing too often. Okay. You know, we chop and change the fish daily, whatever we can get from our fishmongers. We play around with, you know, various different things, whether it be oysters or octopus or squid or, you know, scallops or whatever we can get our hands on, which, which is really fun. And I mean, there's a thing that's happened in the last couple of years, the abalobi, you know, yes. that, that sustainable fishing thing, yes. which, and I, I see that a lot of the restaurants and a lot of chefs are buying into mm. that. I mean, is that, as a fisherman, an angler yourself, are you loving that? Um, I, I, was on the, I was on the app quite extensively a couple of years back. I think during COVID, I kind of veered off it. Um, and then I slowly started getting back onto it more recently. It's just, every time I go on there, it's just... <laughs> I guess I'm too late because uh, all the fish is sold <laughs> and, and probably because everyone's going there. You yeah. know, everyone's yeah. kind of moving towards that. Yeah. It's probably grown. It's, it's grown pretty fast and into a you know, really cool way of sourcing your product, I guess. Oh, have you, do you ever serve stuff you've caught yourself? No, I'm, I'm, I'm very pro catch and release. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm I mean, if, if I catch, I'll catch something for the weekend and we'll chow it on the weekend but I don't really do do big catch and then take it home yeah okay I'm yeah. with you I'm with you what food or ingredient won't you eat under 
any, it just won't go there. Blue cheese. Really? Deadly. I can't, I don't know. Just hits my palate. It doesn't go, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go, go behind the gullet. It doesn't drop back. <laughs> What's the worst meal you've ever eaten? And, I'm, and in saying that, it can be something you've cooked yourself or it can be something from your childhood or you, you went out somewhere, you don't have to name and shame. Horrible, I think it's, it's, it actually happened more recently. Like you said, I'm not going to name and shame, but it was on a flight. Oh, it was on a flight. It was horrendous. I mean, the vegetables were par frozen. I got the saddest, stalest roll, I think, if, if even that's a word, but the stalest roll I've ever had in my life. It was like a brick at 37,000 feet. Oh, no. <laughs> I think the butter was softer than the roll. <laughs> <laughs> so airline food, is that airline, it? Yeah, airline char is definitely yeah. probably my worst there. That's yeah. good. I mean, look, don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of airlines that do great char, you know. Yeah, the, um, of course they work at it. That's yeah, their thing. But, yeah. but this particular this one, this particular one, just stuck here. Yeah. Okay, we won't yes. we won't say but what airline you're flying. Yeah, if you access your memory, what meal? And it could be something you cooked for somebody else, or something you ate, or as an occasion you went to. What meal means the most to you? And you're not allowed to say your wedding meal with Sarah. <laughs> Why? Because I cooked it myself. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you cooked your own wedding meal. Yeah. Brew. I got okay. the Oaks to help me out a bit, yeah, and then I took the prep there, and then all my chef mates that were at the wedding just helped me get it together right at the last oh, minute. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. All right, well, you're allowed to include that one if you like. That was good. Um, man, it's, it's tricky, hey? I've had a lot of good meals. I've got to be honest, man, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good pasta. Okay. Yeah. And, and is there a pasta you ate in a circumstance with maybe with your gran or... Yeah, it was, it was mostly with my grand. I think a lot of my, my childhood food memories come from my grandmother because she used to love taking us out to, to restaurants, to places. She cooked for us. Um, she was probably my biggest inspiration and motivation for food in my life. I mean, her baked lasagna was outstanding. Like, and, and I'm a sucker for simple food. Like, I really am. Yeah. You know, as much as I cook in the restaurant and we do... All these elaborate dishes with sauces and garnishes and a million little things here and there. It's, it's I, I always fall back to the simple things at home. Yeah. And I think, I think pasta always, always is one of those for me, especially growing up in an Italian family. Well, this next one might be obvious. I mean, is there a place or a country you would travel to specifically for the cuisine and why? Um, most recently, I think, uh, so Greece... Greece, uh, the cuisine in the Med, you know, on that Greek kind of coastline is unbelievable. Um, I definitely go back there. Um, also have Greek background in my family. My father was Greek. Okay. So, I mean, the food there is unbelievable. It's super simple. It's delicious. It's, it's as seasonal as you can get it. And it's all ingredient-led. Ingredient-led. But yeah. I think new cuisine I would love to experience, and so would Sarah, my wife, is uh, Morocco. Amazing. So I think that one. I think because of the, the, the spice trade there is super interesting. I think the history there is amazing. You know, the, the style of food they do is, is incredible. So I think something along those lines. Probably Moroccan for new cuisine that I haven't experienced. You know, Moroccan for definitely new style of cuisine. And then, of course, for fish, it would be Japan. 
Japan for me would be would be number one for like fish and just just more so for the fish preparation and seeing what what they do from catch to plate okay, type thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because of the the vast history they have with fish, you know, with their sushi background and you know the long history they have with you know tuna and, and various fish species. I think it would be super amazing to be able to experience that. Yeah. Where have you eaten recently where you thought, geez, this is awesome? Recently, that was outstanding. Okay, there's this cool new little Greek restaurant in town called Uzuri, which okay. was opened by um, Nick Charalambas. Oh, yes, yes, and, okay. Uh, my wife Sarah was actually the, the cook there. She helped open the, the, the kitchen up with him, and uh, you know, they've been friends for years. But um, I had a meal there about three months ago that was absolutely outstanding, and it stuck with me. It was really just well cooked food, super seasonal ingredients. Very simple, but but executed really well, well in a very nice environment. You know, again, small restaurant, small restaurant doing good food. So, so when Nick was um, kind of setting that up and working on his idea, and he did a pop up or two, yes, I, I yes. ate his food and I thought, damn, this is amazing. He's got an incredible food brain. That He's, boy is really talented. I'll tell you that much. Well, He's, I'll agree with that wholeheartedly, and that's the thing. I haven't managed to get because I tried twice to go to Uzeri because he, he opened in Whale Street, right? Yes, correct. And also all the local little groups and food Facebook things, everyone's been like reviewing and saying, amazing, amazing, amazing. But with your recommendation, I'm, I'm going to drive harder and try and do get it. there. Do it. I think he's also, he's probably going to launch his new menu fairly soon. I think he's busy traveling and doing research and stuff like that at the moment. But um, yeah, the food there's always exciting. And he also uses ingredients in, in a very, very clever way. He's, like I said, very, very talented. Oh, okay, amazing. Um, okay, here we go. Fast food. <laughs> What's your poison? <laughs> like, hard night, finished, oh God. Chicken livers, we're Nando's. Nando's chicken livers. Deadly. <laughs> the deadliest. Yeah, still, you, you know what, I used to love those, and I just, Deadly. I don't know why, I just haven't eaten them in a while. So good, bro. I actually had them, I had, them, I had them like two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what is that, is that like a thing that you, you order in at home, or no, is order it in something at home. you go past? No, yeah. order in at home, order in at home, smash it. Smash it, a fantastic. Nice soft Portuguese roll. Beautiful. beautiful. No, oh, it's, it's amazing. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's like a little sub-question to this thing, is drunk food do you have a drunk is there a thing like oh, oh like three in the morning or whatever the case be or after after a hardship <laughs> and, a, and a bottle what what do you what do you go like, oh come on let's go get a garlic pizza or something what what is the drunk food for you yeah it's it, it depends on the night and where we're going past i guess um i think whatever sticks out really that's closest to home but um i mean we always used to smash Steers was a big one. Yeah. I mean, the Mackey D's is always a classic as well. Yes. Uh, when I was in Greece, there was this kick-ass little souvlaki stand where we used to go, literally, and the guy would like start that. operating. Like He'd that. literally start operating at like 11 at night, <laughs> and he cruises to like 5 in the morning specifically for that. And he sat on the dock, so as soon as you're coming out from the little village, you walk right in front of him, and you just go souvlaki with everything. And it is bomb. It's like you go sit there with your feet over the edge of the harbor and you just sit there, smash that, and then go home. Go home. Yeah, yeah. just wobble home yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So let's change direction. Is there a local or a 
like a, a restaurant, a local that you've been going to for years. It's your place. That's like if if you've got a bit of a celebration or you want you, you want a reliable dindins. What where do you go? Yeah, I think um, probably Dyer's Dyer's Taverna or Dyer's 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 Tavern. Dyer's Tavern. Yeah, Dyer's Tavern's been a local favourite for a long time. Charles good. The beers are lacquer. The vibes kiff in there. You know, you got sports playing in the background. It's always vibey. You know, and then. Chicken Shot. livers. Chicken livers. Chicken, chicken livers are always good. The peri peri chicken, though, there's deadly. It's crazy. And also, their fries are good. They don't and then we also do, do the, the espatada, actually, though. Oh, is Oof. it? The espatada is good. Over a baked potato and then a Greek salad. Yes. Baked potato, not chips. I mean. Are you that guy? Uh, I have to be with the wife. That's uh, why I get the peri yeah. chicken on the side, so I can indulge on both. <laughs> but you don't get hard stares from the other eggs on the room. No, right? no, definitely really? not. <laughs> say, a baked potato, please, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's actually pretty popular. Oh, okay. Espatada and a baked potato. Because it what? drips. You know what they do? They actually put this little garlic butter on the top that slowly trickles down the meat and drips into your baked potato just beneath it. So it gives it that nice, juicy, kind of meaty finish. And you know what I mean? It like kind of okay, mops it up for you. Okay, I'll yeah, give me that. Okay. You can sell me okay. that. Yeah, okay. yeah, all right. I'll buy that for a dollar. Who's like killing it at the moment? Who, who do you think, who do you admire? Who's, who's doing something that you think, sure, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to try that. Chef's name is Tristan Farmer. He runs a restaurant called Zen. Yeah. So just got awarded three Michelin stars this year, but it's unbelievable just the the style in which he cooks I, I feel it's kind of similar in in, in many aspects how Luke cooks yes. you know on on that very worldly level okay but unbelievable like the the uses that he has with like his charcoal cooking his sauces his finishing he's part of the the Franzen group if I, again if I'm not mistaken beyond Franzen which is yes okay yeah okay but Unreal. Like, I've been following that dude, and he's amazing. I froth for that Oaks food. I mean, I, I comment regularly on his page. I, I always check what he's doing. Um, I hope they, they do a book on Zen, because it's, it's unreal. Just also, small plates, but unbelievable. Like, the way they treat their products, the way they, they finish their sauces, and the, the ingredients that they use. I mean, I promise you, there's probably like half the time I don't even know what those ingredients are because of they're that side of the world. You know, there's so okay, much yeah. stuff that we just don't get exposed Unusual. to here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, him. If I could get to somewhere I would want to eat, it would be that place. Yeah, just to experience something like that, I think would be super cool. Love that. Absolutely love that. Your ultimate meal. Start a main dessert right now, and I know it could start change. Start a main dessert. Yeah, it's it's tricky because. I don't know if I'd particularly go to a restaurant or get it from a restaurant, per se. Doesn't have to. It can be your granny's whatever. I think, I think my starter would, I'd, I'd double back, but I think I'd have to go with the, the, the Nando's livers, but as my starter. <laughs> I think so. I think that would be a... I love that. That's fantastic. Killer, killer little one to go on. Yeah. Um, a main course, let me think about it. My dessert, I already know. My dessert would be my mother's tiramisu. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It's one of my all-time favorites. Um, and every time I go to Italy, if there's tiramisu on the menu, I will order it. Okay. Because I'm one of those guys. I just I have to find the best one. You ha- okay. Yeah. Do you make a tiramisu yourself? We've made. Yeah, yeah. I can. Is it I've any made, good? I've made. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think we, we, we did one. We did one here. We did like a play on a tiramisu here a while ago. Um, a wintery style tiramisu with like Jerusalem artichokes and pistachios and we, we played on that tiramisu profile and we came out with a very cool dessert which kind of mimicked those flavors but obviously a little bit more complex 
just yeah. fun. Yeah. Still with your coffee and your booze, and but it was really cool. Um, and then doubling back to the main course. Hmm. Yeah. Main course is a tricky one, hey? Man, it's weird. I, I think, to be honest, I'd probably smash a pizza. Really? Well, I don't know, bro. Wait, like, what's, I, what's your pizza taste? What, what's the topping? My favorite pizza that I've been getting for a long time now is uh, one of my Bacini's favorite from Bacini's, obviously. Yeah, pizzeria yeah. there on Kloof. Kloof, yeah. Um, it's the Amalfi. So olives, anchovies, mushrooms, and salami. Okay. Salty, yeah, salty, yeah, yeah. salty, salty, salty. Uh, salt's a big one for you. So salt's a big so, one. So the popcorn and the vinegar and the salt. Yeah. Fish and chips? Yeah, not, not, not really. Not, I'm not really a big fish guy. and chips fan. So, okay, so, so the Malfi pizza, that, that's it's like a Napolitan. So it's, uh, yeah, almost. I mean, you smash it and then like two hours later, you have to drink about half a gallon of water <laughs> to like survive. It <laughs> <laughs> just shrivels your insides up. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, you have been such an amazing person to interview. Thank you for absolutely. You know, I knew, I knew that because of yeah, our conversations we have a connection on the bra. Yeah, yeah. But it's easy. So hopefully it'll make interviewing other chefs and also seeing as you've been on the show, maybe some other extra degree to Yeah, <laughs> flip. We should do it. It should be more of a regular thing. I think it's cool to get the guys talking. Yeah. Well, that's sort of my hope with the table in the corner is just to get. This kind of open conversation about what's what Good. and who's who and what are you doing and that sort of thing. And, well, and, let me know. I could put you in touch with a couple of the guys that I chat to in the other shops. I think it'll be fun. I think you could really put together some fun stuff. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, I train with a couple of the other chefs at a, at a boxing gym. So we often see each other. Oh, fully. Which boxing gym? Madfit MMA. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next to the shack. Uh, it's down there. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. there used to be a, a one in Harrington. I used to go to Pound for Pound. Yes, in, uh, yes, with yes, yes. Coach Kalikutsi. Yes. <laughs> I still laugh about that. <laughs> Stand up, Russell. Stand up. In jungle, you're weak. You die. <laughs> I think one of my friends is actually training with him now. He's just, he's so amazing. And I mean, you wouldn't think it because he's, he's, he, you know, he's packed the pounds on in these yeah. years. But he was once... The WBA, yes, um, sounds about cru- right. Cruiserweight champion of the world. Wow. Yeah, it was one fight. He was, uh, and according to him, he was put in basically as the Oku was going to go down. And he always used to say, "Russell, one lucky punch, one <laughs> lucky punch, and a champion, champion." Like, Epic. <laughs> he's a, he's the most, and you know what? That, yeah, he did a lot for me. Amazing. That guy's an incredible. No, coach. that's cool, yeah. man. But yeah, let's 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 keep in touch because we could really we could we could do something cool and and you know, let's network. Let's get the guys talking. Get I the think guys it's rad, talking, man. Exactly. I think a lot you know? of a lot of the world likes to listen and likes to join into conversations like this. Well, that's it. So 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 once once this you know gets rolling, there'll be you know the attendant social media pages where people can comment and ask questions and epic. Yeah, no, that'll be good. Really cool. Okay, I think I'm going to push pause now. Thank you Fantastic. so much. Thanks, Russell. Thank you to my guest today, and to all the creators, innovators, and sloggers who take the time to chat to me at a table in the corner. Thank you for listening, and if you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a comment. Until we meet again. Please consider what you eat and where it comes from. Most of all, support small business. Consume sustainably and wherever possible, buy local.